The views and opinions expressed on the Middle Class VO podcast are solely those of the hosts and guests. Any feelings hurt therein are an unfortunate byproduct of the quest for infotainment. Also, please be reminded that concerted efforts have been made so as not to put anyone's knickers in a twist. Having one's knickers in a twist is not an objective or goal. However, if your knickers are in a twist and it persists for more than four hours, please seek out a physician. Moreover, if anyone were to feel besmirched by any of the commentary on the Middle Class VO podcast, it would be purely coincidental. No besmirchment is intended. Please enjoy. Coming up on the Middle Class VO podcast... When somebody asks the question, am I ready for a demo? You're actually asking the wrong question. Because the point of a demo is to get you a good agent. And and I can make you sound good. I can certainly give you enough line reads. You know, some of my competitors, they can make you sound good. That's not really the challenge. Think about how to make your reads pop. The only way to make your reads pop is if you know what you're doing with every word and every phrase and every sentence. Make that your priority. If you need e-learning, we're just an email away. Corporate narration, tell us what to say. Explainer video, imaging radio, slinging local cars, reading IVR. No, we ain't no stars. This is the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. We are excited to have senior promo producer for Network TV, voiceover coach extraordinaire, and demo producer, Harry Dunn, joining us on the Middle Class VO Podcast. Hey, Harry. Well, what's going on, guys? Uh, Everything is going on. Um, Bobby and I were chatting uh, earlier this week, and we were talking about, you know, fall sweeps are coming. It's going to be promo season. And Bobby said, Kev, let's get Harry Dunn on. (laughs) You doing okay, Harry? Everything is great. Uh, uh, we are getting all set for the uh, upcoming uh, fall season, and uh, you know, I'm enjoying uh, listening to all the voiceovers out there. We've got a lot of talented people in this business, and uh, I wish nothing but the best for those out there trying to uh, crack this little uh, nugget here known as uh, Promo VO. Harry, tell us about your background. How did you get started in this whole uh, genre? Well, it all began after I graduated from USC. I One of my first jobs was, uh, is, in fact, I started my career in the trailer industry, and I used to work for this company called Canon Films. And Canon Films was notorious uh, B-movie filmmakers, you know, all the Chuck Norris missing in action movies and, yeah. and stuff like that. And I remember being about 24 or 25 years old, and the first person I ever had to direct in a voiceover session was Don LaFontaine. <laughs> and, wow. Uh, and I can just remember, uh, the only thing I could say to the guy was, uh, could I have an insurance take? Cause, <laughs> and he just kind of, <laughs> it was like the last thing you were supposed to say to Don, but I said it anyways. And basically he gave me the exact same read back and I went perfect. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so I did that for, you know, I don't know how many years, 10 years maybe. And then after, uh, working as a TV writer for the better part of a decade and that, that well kind of ran dry, I got back into promo. And I got into promo, I should say, and uh, so I started working for their uh, in, in network promo. And uh, what's interesting about it is, all these years, I was uh, I was listening to auditions, and you know, back in the days of uh, of your, there was a little 
website we like to call Voice Bank. And Voice Bank to me was like the last shot of Indiana Jones, where you're pulling back on the warehouse and they're putting away the Ark of the Covenant and they go wider and wider. And there's more boxes and more boxes and more boxes. Mm-hmm. That's what Voice Bank was like to me. It's just an endless warehouse of demos. And I didn't really know how to navigate it. So what I would do is I would just randomly click names and I would find the voice prints that I liked. And so we, we would contact their respective agents and say, could you have this person send an audition? So, but you know, each agent would piggyback 10 other people on top of that. So instead of listening to five auditions, we'd be listening to 55. And what really surprised me was how people just didn't understand how to audition for promo. They didn't understand, you know, how to make things work, how to make reads pop, you know, what's your retail, what are your adjectives, all the things that make a read pop, they were just doing these, what I call bland generic reads. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, October of 2014, I was having lunch with the, the great then Heather Virgo, now Heather Dame, uh, agent extraordinaire at Atlas. And I was telling her all this and she was like saying, Harry, you've got to coach this. We are desperate for people who can coach promo. So that's how I got into hmm. coaching. I just, my POV and all my lessons is from the other side of the audition, okay? The side that, uh, you know, what, what we hear, what we listen to, and why people get rejected. And, and Because I think it's really difficult for the voiceover artist to have to do a self-directed audition. You're sitting in a bay, you got no help, you're not really sure what to do with this. So if I can give you a roadmap to how to navigate those waters, then I think I'm helping you. And so that's what my lessons have been about. Hmm. What well, with that being said, can anyone do promo, or are there certain genres of voiceover that those people lend better to doing promo? Well, if you're saying can anyone do promo, I'm a believer that ninety uh, percent of, of of a successful voiceover is what the good Lord gave them, and the other ten percent is maybe what I can teach them. Hmm. So, can anyone do it? Not if you don't have the ninety percent to begin with. So if you're saying of the 90% that, that were born with a great voice, you can learn the craft. Okay. Harry, have you done, have you dabbled yourself at all in, in VO? Oh, God, I have a terrible voice. They make fun of my voice <laughs> because the way a, a promo works is you do a scratch voiceover, you know, because they don't want to hire the voiceover until the copy is locked. So while it's going through the approval process up the ranks, it's my voice. And, you know, trust me, I, I would... Uh, there's there's never going to be a day where I take a job away from a professional voiceover. I, uh, okay, so, <laughs> so there's no worry there. But you know, I'm, I'm def- I believe me, I do not coach from a point of view of talent. I coach from a point of view of hiring. Tell us more. So let's say somebody's got the ninety percent. They've got the voice, and they they've done some training with you, and they're a pretty solid uh, promo talent. What does it take for someone to nurture and to really cultivate that promo career? Well, you have to have a really good coastal agent. Your regional agents will never get you into promo. No, no network, whether it be cable or, or broadcast is going to call an agent in Austin, Texas or in Chicago or in Denver, Colorado and say, Hey, we need a voiceover. You're going to call Atlas. You're going to call DPN. You're going to call paradigm in New York in particular. In fact, I would say that better than 50% of our voice, our, our voiceovers here come from paradigm in New York. Really? Uh, so it's going to be the big agencies. So the main thing you want to do is you want to get a big agent. And the way to get a big agent, if you're not walking in with a ton of, uh, if you're not walking in with a ton of uh, big resume of booked jobs, is you just got to have a killer demo. And the trick to having a killer demo in promo is is you got to make sure you hire somebody that makes 
sure that every spot in your demo sounds like it aired on the respective network. You know, it cannot sound manufactured. It cannot sound, you know, if you're doing like a superhero thing on your demo, you got to make sure you have superhero music. You got to have, you know, and and there's got to be sound design. There's a lot that goes into it. It, it, People that just think it's just a a music cue and your voiceover, that's, that's a bad demo and it won't, and you won't, you won't get the agent that you want. Does all of that hold true for sports demos as well? I do sports demos, but what I always insist the client do first and foremost is ask their agent if you want it. Cause that's what you call a specialty demo or a boutique demo. Yeah. We'll call it a specialty demo. And if the agent doesn't need it, I don't want to make anybody pay for it. Um, so, but certainly if you would like to go to the, uh, let's just take Atlas. For example, if you go to their, website and go to their VO. There's a couple of people I've done sports demos for and it appears on their homepage or on their, uh, on the uh, talent page, I should say. So yeah, uh, sports promo devils is a great, I, I think they're even more valuable for women than they are for men because women are really starting to get into sports, uh, promos. I can, I'm hearing more and more female voices on mm-hmm. in sports. So it really gives the agent an idea of what you can do. Yeah, interesting, because Kevin and I were both at your workshop in New York this past summer, and I was amazed at the female talent in there doing the sports promos. I was knocked out. I thought it was really cool. Well, there's just a different way to go about it, where a man would you go with a macho read, you know, deep, you know, deep down here somewhere, macho read. A woman can use a sultry read and accomplish the exact same thing, where a man can't do sultry, but a woman can't do the macho, so... It's really what, what the trick is for women in sports and pretty much in network, too, is you don't want to compete against the man because you're not going to win that competition. You just want to outsmart the man and how you approach your audition. What can you do that a man can't? Sultry is a great starting point. Harry, you're a successful uh, promo voiceover coach, a successful demo producer. When somebody approaches you about producing their promo demo, do you ever have to reject anybody because they're not ready? Yeah. I just don't want to, you know, I don't really need the money. You know, I don't want to sit there and rip people off. I have a conscience, you know, and I, I just don't want to be just a, I don't believe in cash grabs. I think that's just bad karma comes back to haunt you in other ways, you know? So if they're not ready and they're not going to book off of it, I just think it's a terrible idea just to do it, to get a paycheck. It's not, it's morally wrong. So if I don't think they're ready, I'll let them know. Now, would Absolutely. you then in turn offer training to them? If, if they're not ready for promo, like they're way off, I always suggest learning commercial first because there's there's always going to be more commercials out there than promos. Uh-huh. You know? There's an endless supply of commercials. And, and also you can really get in with your regional agents in commercial. That's where regional agents will get you the most work is in commercial. So that's what I would do. I would tell somebody that's really raw to start Look, get your sea legs in commercial, and uh, and I would recommend you know Mary Lynn Wisner, who so I always recommend to them because I think she's really just a terrific coach and a terrific person. And then once they've mastered commercial, then come back to me. Hmm. Okay. Do you have to be union to do promo work for the networks anyway? Uh, you have to be in the union. Yes, you do. I don't. I can't speak for cable. I don't know. But for broadcast, yes, you do have to be in the union. And if you're not in the union. There's something called Taft-Hartley, which basically means you have to file paperwork to have them join the union and say, no, this is the voice we want. There's nobody in the union that we liked better. And it's really just a matter of 
filing like two pieces of paperwork to SAG, and then then that's it. So I actually got uh, my friend uh, Tim Page uh, actually uh, was tapped hardly by me. You know, we got him a job over here at the CW. He was one of my guys for a long time, and uh, and he joined the union. Harry, you do uh, a lot of stuff in this genre, the coaching, the demo production, and the actual producing of promos. What is the most challenging part of your job? Uh, Let me think. That's a good question. (laughs) Well, I don't know if any part of it is really challenging. I I guess people that don't respond to the notes and you have to give the note over and over again. But that happens so rarely. Actually, rather than talking about what the most challenging part is, can I just talk about what the most fun part is? Sure. Anyone who's done a lesson with me knows that you have a first read where you'll do it all by yourself with no help from me, and then I'll coach you through four or five or six reads, and then we'll listen to your last read. And just the sheer improvement from first to last, that's the fun part. And especially, you referenced that New York City uh, seminar I did last June. Boy, you really hear the difference between first and last reads from people. And that's and then, then the, this, when you see that light bulb go on over their heads, that's just, that's just a fantastic feeling. It really yeah. is. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Definitely. You know, and then when they get good and then you do their demo and you write it and it's like, please God, let this work out. I really think these words are the right words. And then all of a sudden you get in that booth, you listen to the booth and, you know, I've done demos for both of you and you listen to how your, your demos came out. You know how fun that was to, mm-hmm. to hear the quality of the, the work. And that's just like, it's just such a rewarding, such a rewarding feeling. Yeah. when you trust somebody with something as expensive as a demo and it comes out great you're happy and that makes me happy and you know nobody i don't like to disappoint people i'm I'm, fortunately i'm yet to disappoint anybody in the demo world but then i don't do it that many so i guess that (laughs) that probably helps a little bit let's flip over to the audition side of things so you have a job and you farm out to agents and then they narrow it down and then you're listening to the auditions yourself what attracts you about an audition and also, what turns you off about a person's audition? Now, we're talking to people who are at the top of their game, obviously, now. Well, let's start with what the turnoff is, because that's the easiest answer. It's called the generic, bland audition. It's where an, uh, an auditioner, a voiceover talent, just decides to do a safe read, take zero chances, and show zero attitude in the read. And it's it's one of those reads we call an eh, next read. And what I mean by that, <laughs> listening to it and you're eight words in, we just go, eh, next. Because yep. if you got to go through a hundred auditions and someone's boring you eight words in, there's no point in finishing it. So what excites me is when people take chances, show attitude, even if they're not right. But, you know, talk about an example of an A for effort is we really like the voice, but we just weren't sure about the read. And this has happened in the past. You get what's called a directed audition where we hire you, we pay you a session fee, we come in and we direct you in the studio, okay, or over ISDN or over Source Connect if you're from out of state. And uh, so just that would be my biggest advice. If you if you hear yourself doing a safe, generic, bland read, just start over. There's the facts. Do you... Except for people to do like um, ad libs or what do they call it? Up talk? I don't know. You got to understand that you have a 30 second window. You have timed pods. Let's just say you have 1.2 seconds to say that line, 2.4 seconds to say that line. You know, it has to be done at 24 seconds before the title and the tag comes in. You don't have time to improvise. When you improvise, that's an automatic eh, next improvising. In promo. Sometimes commercial agents will appreciate that. No? I can't speak on commercial. I don't, that's not my world, but, um, I think there's probably a little more leniency in commercials because you're not don't have dialogue bites to go along with it, and mm-hmm. you have a cue and the voiceover. 
and that's it. So you might have a little bit more leeway. I'm just guessing. Not my, not my, not my uh, milieu, not my bailiwick, as they say. <laughs> Harry, if somebody was uh, considering doing a promo demo, how ready or what qualifications do they need to have before they'd even reach out to you? Well, what I'd want them to do is I want them to email me and say what their experience is. If they email me and say, I'm, I really want to break into promo, it sounds like a cool thing to do, will you do my demo? I'd say, no, no, no you got to train first, whether it's with me or with my colleagues, you know, um, just train, you know, because it's, because let me say this about demos, this actually brought up something. So when somebody asks the question, am I ready for a demo? You're actually asking the wrong question. Because the point of a demo is to get you a good agent, and and you all of a sudden you and and I can make you sound good. I can certainly give you enough line reads. You know, some of my competitors they can make you sound good. That's not really the challenge. The challenge is is when you go to a place like Atlas, and Heather knows that will ask the question: Is this person good because he's good, or because you made him sound good? And so what they'll, which an agent like Heather will do, is send you twenty six pieces of copy. Literally, like a stack of copy, and says, "You have three days. Get this back to me. I want to hear what you sound like without Harry Dunn telling you what to do." <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and then if you fail, then she'll know. All right. Well, Harry made you go sound good. So, the wrong question is, "Am I ready for a demo?" The correct question is, "Am I ready for what comes next after a demo?" Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Right. So, just be prepared. You, you have to really understand the craft. So that's why you never want to start off with a demo. It's just, you just know what you're doing first and then and come in. Like you two were, were, were working pros, so it was no big deal doing your demos. But someone who's new or raw, and you know, all those people in the in the New York seminar, any one of them, I would have done a demo for. Mm-hmm. They're all. Yeah. Do you find you're working with the same talent uh, over and over again for, the, for promos, or do you get new voices? Yeah, we very frequently use the same people. It's, it's just, you know, the audition process... You know, it's laborious. And if you know, if you can sit there and go, oh, let's use, you know, let's use Reno here. He's voice would be perfect. And they'll go, yeah, that's good. And then that's it, you know. But sometimes uh, let's get a new voice. And in fact, for uh, one of the new shows, they hired a woman. So women are starting to get into VO now. That's great so, to hear. Yes. So uh, that's great. Yeah. So the audition process is laborious because you've got, you know, hundreds of auditions coming in and then. There's a room that narrows it down to half, and then half comes to me, and I narrow it down to like 10, and then I give it to the senior vice president. She says, let's cut those five into the spot and put it up against picture. And, you know, it's a process, but it's worth it if you can find really good talent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, Harry, you've shed some uh, great insight today, and we're going to let you go. And if you want to reach out to Harry and find out all about him, just go to dunpromo.com, D-U-N-N promo.com and uh, reach out to Harry. As a parting thought to everybody who's listening, you know, it's, don't give up. Work at your craft. You know, don't fall in love with your voice. Everybody's got a great voice. Just make sure you, you know what you're doing. Think about how to make your reads pop. The only way to make your reads pop is if you know what you're doing with every word and every phrase and every sentence. Make that your priority. Harry, thanks so much for your time. Um, if anybody wants to reach out to Harry, you can go to dunpromo.com. That's D-U-N-N, promo.com, for coaching, for demo production. Uh, he's there for you. And, uh, yeah, like he says, you just got to be ready. Thanks so much, Harry. All right. We'll talk soon. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Ta-da!
Bobby, always great to talk to Harry Dunn. He is lively, he's energetic, and uh, one of the most passionate guys that I know of uh, doing this craft that we are in and the world of voiceover. So good to talk to him. Yeah, and if you do coach with Harry, he he is just, he'll tell you like it is. Tell it like it is. <laughs> Yeah, we, when we did the the seminar in New York with him, it was it was great because he was very candid. No, oh, yeah, and, and, and there was times where Harry would you know playfully yell at somebody, but it, you know it was done with the right spirit because he wants to get the best out of you. But so, you need uh, that. I mean, you yeah. need that. You want someone to tell you what's wrong or what you can improve on, not oh, you sound great. Yeah, you don't want the mommy and daddy coaching. You, you know, <laughs> mommy and daddy tell you, oh, it sounds great, like it is. <laughs> oh, baby, that sounds so good. You sound so good every time I hear you talk. And a trophy for you too. <laughs> yeah, I know you participated. Let's get you a trophy. No, that's not how it goes with Harry. He wants you to be successful because that makes him successful. So uh, feel free to reach out to Harry because he is uh, one of the best in the business, and we certainly enjoyed having him on the Middle Class VO podcast today. Bobby, great job. As normal, you can find us in a bunch of places, the iTunes, the Spotify, the Facebook, the YouTube, and everything else that the kids are doing these days. (laughs) Podbean, (laughs) you name it, we're on it. Thanks for coming on. The Middle Class VO Podcast is a K2 Media Productions production. All views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests. The McVob jingle was written and produced by Kevin. Co-produced and performed by Chloe Dolandis. Additional engineering by Zach Zimmett. Bobby's hair and makeup by Rebecca Adlita. Kevin's wardrobe by Slippery Pete's Fashion Emporium. All previous episodes are available for download on Podbean. For the Middle Class VO Podcast, I'm Tracy Thibodeau. I'm Lisa Lou Perry. Thanks for listening. And don't miss the next episode of the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast.